Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is Andrew Zimmern from the Travel Channel's Bizarre Foods. Andrew, this is the uh, 82nd season of Bizarre Foods, correct? Correct. <laughs> how many seasons? Is... Someone who understands. Yeah, how many seasons has it been? Well, they say that this is our ninth season. I'm going into my 10th year uh, with the network. Um, and we air our 200th episode on the 19th of October. I think we have almost 250 episodes in the can. Wow. wow. Um, so I look at it in terms of big scope. I don't break it down. You know, the network has all kinds of ways they calculate seasons. Um, I just look at years and shows, and I'm just incredibly blessed. What an honor. Oh, it, let me tell you. I, it's a gig that I'm most fond of, I think. We have been longtime fans of the show. You've been on the show before. I had the pleasure of, I drove up to when you were out at Wachi and got to meet you out there. Uh, but what I'm wondering, and I, and I have to tell you, I'm one of those, uh, I watch it when it's on shows. Like, every once in a while, I'll see they're running back-to-back episodes, and I'll sit there for a couple of hours. Are, are you worried that you're running out of things to eat? Never. Um, you know, it's, it's amazing to me how much, you know, we've, we've shot five shows in China, I think. I could probably do another 20. We've shot uh, one show in Russia. I could do another 10. Uh, there's 100 countries we haven't visited, let alone 1,000 cities that we haven't. See, um, you're you like... Know, the, we just came off of our... I think our second best rating season in 10 years. I mean, that's incredible for a program like ours. We have new generations of fans. Um, oh, I, I still love the show. Don't get me wrong. Amazing uh, social phenomenon, how some TV shows uh, uh, become super popular, some last a long time, and then some become sort of cultural icons for want of a better expression. And, sort of, you know, get grandfathered into this special world where you can just keep making them and making them, and it's, I'm just very honored that we're there. The The thing about uh, Bizarre Foods is it's not so much just, like, in the beginning, it was, oh, my God, he ate cow balls, you know? Right. But then it becomes, like, it's, you walk away from that show learning a lot about uh, different areas of the world. I, and the I, culture and yeah, everything, yeah. I love when you eat, when, when you went to the Asian countries and you'll eat the odd-flavored ice creams and things that you have no idea that they're doing on the other side of the world until you see Bizarre Foods. Well, you know, we're, it's interesting that you say that, especially in light of the fact that I, I care so little about what I actually put into my mouth. <laughs> I start out, it doesn't mean it's not important to me at some, at some phase in the creation of the program. I'm more interested in telling the stories of the people that are there. I think that's the secret to the longevity of this program is that people can sit there on the couch and while they can't relate to the tribal fellow who's putting the, the fermented warthog rectum, you know, into his, uh, into his bowl and share it with me, but as his wife and kids are gathered around the, the, the wood stump or the dirt floor in their hut and we're eating, anyone can... Uh, can uh, decipher the the language, the what what's going on conversationally, even if they don't speak that tribal language. Yeah, because you can tell the mother shooting darts at her kids. You know, 
sit up straight. So the strange fat white man is going to leave in <laughs> 10 minutes. I promised you you could play that game with your sister when he's done. Eat all the food on your in your bowl. I mean, you know, it's, you know, keep your elbows up, sit up straight, yeah. you know, be nice. The TV guys are here. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's just incredible to me how much folks can relate to the program. Um, food with a story is better than food without one. And food with a story people haven't heard of um, is better than that. But best of all is food with a story that you haven't heard of that you can relate to in some way, even just by watching how the people are eating it. And at that point, we really engage in, in the reason I make this program, which is to preach patience, tolerance, and understanding in a world that doesn't have a lot of it. Because nobody fights over food. When it comes down to it, you, you we all eat, and we all love to learn about well, what other people eat. True. I mean, the interesting thing is there's three cultural memes, right, that that uh, are, are constant, right? Math, music, and food. So if you take away someone's quadratic equation, they really don't give a crap. Take away their boom box, and they're going to get pretty pissed off, and you get a punch in the nose. If you take away bread and rice, there is blood in the streets. Revolutions <laughs> yeah. are made out of people taking away food um, and have been historically for thousands of years. Uh, food is, you know, it's the cultural meme that we, we swim in daily, um, and I think it's the most fascinating uh, way to look at a culture is through what they eat. I'm sure that this is the number one question you get asked. We've asked you before. I even remember your answer. I asked you what the worst thing you've eaten so far at the time, and this was several years ago. It was that disgusting giant fruit that smelled so rotten that you had to eat. What has topped that since then? Uh, well, in all honesty, the worst thing I've ever eaten, and it, it does change all the time, but the, the foulest piece of food that I've ever been served and, and tried in an effort to be a good guest was dinner two nights ago at your house. Which oh, that's, not, that's not very nice. My wife slaved over that stuff. <laughs> clearly, uh, clearly actually, he's been to my house. Your wife was the one that made me that delicious sandwich, which I ate in the car. Your adventures <laughs> at the grill were what I was discussing. When, when you went, what, what, what knocks me out is when you're like, I think you were in Japan, and I, it was the guy from, uh, the guy who owns, what's the, the fancy sushi place in, in uh, Nobu? You were at Nobu, and and they're like, we've removed the poison sack out of this piece. Then you eat it, and you're like, oh, my mouth's still a little numb. There's a little poison left. I'm like, you're, you're, you're voluntarily ingesting poison. Well, you, you know, here's the, here's the thing, and, and it's what I love about fugu. You know, that it's funny that you mentioned I was talking about that meal with some friends. People say, well... You know, you know, whatever you go to travel around the world, eat one strange thing. When Nobu took me into his kitchen, I mean, we ate octopus eggs, yep. I mean, things that you never get a chance to see. Um, but when 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 they prepared the fugu for me, the poisonous blowfish, the whole point of the fugu uh, to me is to have a a fugu meal where you have some of the fried flesh, you have some bone, you have some. Uh, tea or broth made with the smoked fins. Uh, you have some sashimi with it. You have the cheeks. You do different things. You have some soup made with the head. And there, there is a little bit of neurotoxin left behind in the flesh itself. You can remove the, the sac that actually creates the poison itself, but there's always going to be a little bit in the different parts of the fish. So the key in eating fugu is that you get some of the uh, effects of the poison, a little bit of mouth numbing, a little bit of euphoria sometimes, depending on what waters the fish is swimming, how old it is, etc. that to me are the fun part because it reminds you that you're, you know, walking on thin ice. Yeah. 
What what is the I, I loved when you did uh, just in the United States. What's the what's the one thing here that we should all try that's not readily available to us in America? You know, it's funny that you, you said I love the shows that we make in America the most because everybody expects when I'm living with a tribe in Africa, for example, everyone expects me to have something crazy and wacky or some bush meat that's out of this world. Um, but when I'm in someone's hometown, they're like, well, there's nothing weird here. And we uncover a lot of really goofy traditions. Um, you know, I think that, you know, sea squirts are one of my favorite foods. If you go into Korean and Japanese restaurants, real ones, uh, you can oftentimes get them. Sea cucumbers, tiny fried little birds. Um, I mean, there's a whole range of foods like that that are available if you ask for them in certain ethnic communities that are absolutely delicious. I'm Sicilian, and uh, my family was all construction workers, and my Uncle Joe used to tell me, we when I, we ate uh, capuccello, which was the, the head of, of a lamb, and they would just yeah. cut it down the middle, bake it in a bag like that, and then you basically eat it like the game operation out of the head. You eat the brain where the brain would be, the eye where the eye is. And my uncle told me he went to the butcher and saw the head in a bucket back there because they had just done butchering the meat. And he said, how much for the head? And the guy said, you joking? And he goes, no. He goes, you want the head? You can have it. And he goes, oh, my God. And he goes, you come every Friday, and I'll give you all the heads I have for the whole week. And for a while, my family would just collect the heads from the butcher, and it's fantastic. But who would think to eat that? You know, you know something? If you, when you look at that, it's, it's one thing. You take that, you take that head and you roast it under really, really high heat in the oven for 15 minutes yep. to set a little sear on it, and then you cover it with aluminum foil in a pan with lemons and fennel bulb and big sprigs of rosemary and thyme, and you roast that for a couple of hours, and then you pull it out and you put that cheek, that sweet, sweet, sweet cheek meat uh, on a fork for somebody, and you try, I dare that person to tell me that that's not the best thing they've ever eaten. I remember it from, from when I was a kid. That's how great it was. This is Andrew Zimmern, Bizarre really? Foods with Andrew Zimmern. New season premieres on uh, the Travel Channel. Premieres Monday uh, at 9 o'clock on the Travel Channel. Now, our friend Bert Kreischer, who is a very good friend of ours, uh, also has a couple of shows on the Travel Channel. And the two of you have completely pulled the wool over society's eyes. You can walk in there decide, hey, I, I would like to visit Cambodia. And as long as you could fool the Travel Channel into thinking there's something you can eat in Cambodia, right. they pay for the whole thing. It, it's a pretty good scam. Yeah, <laughs> it's the best job ever. I'm so happy for you. I, I'm happy that you're still uh, on because the more you do this, the more we learn about different cultures and the more food you make me want to try. Uh, this is Andrew Zimmern. Good to talk to you again, buddy. I appreciate it. And if folks want to learn more about the other stuff we're doing, just go to andrewzimmern.com. Do you do you ever would you open a restaurant or do you have any restaurants I don't know about? We do. We we I, I love the concessions business. I'm a sports geek, so I have a deal with Aramark, and I'm opening uh, uh, concessions. I'm in Target Field. I'm going to Viking the new Viking Stadium. I'm in Kansas City at Kaufman. Wow. And uh, I think we're expanding to 30 locations in 2016. I would I would love to have a restaurant that had a menu designed by you from odd food from around the world. I think that would be fantastic. Do you know something? It's, it, here's the deal. My, my position on that is that I believe very much that people need to go and visit and eat that food in the countries where it's eaten uh, and, and eat it in the context of that culture. With my stadium fair, I try to take influences from around the world and create healthy, super delicious, amazing food for folks that 
quite frankly, in environments like stadiums where they usually get ripped off and get served stuff that's pretty crappy that even I wouldn't touch. Well, uh, good. I'll be on the lookout for it. It's a pleasure to have you on. Good luck with everything. Likewise. Take care. Thank you. Andrew Zimmern, Bizarre Foods.